Hi, and welcome to Effective's Top 10 Tips podcast. Each episode is a quick roundup of practical, easy-to-implement tips on a wide range of management and personal development themes. As always, full show notes for this episode, including a handy summary of each tip, are available on our website. Just see the episode notes for this and many other useful links. We also offer workshops and coaching on all topics covered in this podcast series. Today's episode is on time management. Tip number one, stop blaming time. Time management is actually a misperception. We can't manage time. It reliably looks after itself, 24-7, 365. It's an equal opportunities provider. Everyone on the planet gets the same allowance. The difference is what each of us does with that allowance. We manage time only in the sense that we have to decide what to do with it. So really it's about managing our priorities rather than managing time. Tip number two. Consider opportunity costs. Consider that you have three tasks you could do in the next hour, one of which might be listening to this. Let's call them tasks A, B and C. Suppose you decide to do A. Then the opportunity cost of doing A is not taking the opportunity to do B or C. Doing tasks B and C presumably contributes some value to you and or your family or organisation. So you are forgoing this value by doing A. So the opportunity cost of doing A is what you miss out on by not doing B or C. So really, you'd better do A, if it's your choice, only if it provides more value than would be the case if you did B or C. You can only spend time once. So be careful where you invest it. Tip number three. See interruptions as service inquiries. Do you get interrupted most days? Are interruptions pretty much a given? And do you get frustrated by them? If so, here are two key tips. Firstly, put the heading interruptions on your to-do list. Otherwise, you are spending time on an activity that never appears on your list, so you can't account for it. Secondly, many of these interruptions may be part of your job role. People are coming to you for information or advice, so interruptions are really service inquiries. Thinking of them in this way may make you feel more comfortable about them. Tip number four, the brick, the splash and the bucket. If you feel overloaded, it could be due to one of three factors, each of which requires a strategy. One. Do you get given additional bricks to put in your already full bucket? Two, if so, do you have to manage the splash that results from accepting the additional brick? And three, do you accept the brick and avoid the splash altogether by building a bigger bucket? Tip number five, challenge the T. I often hear people say, it didn't work. Challenge the T means remove the T in it. As a result, the line now says, I didn't work at it. This makes sure you take ownership for anything that doesn't work that's down to you. 
In the same way, we tend to blame time. It's a convenient scapegoat. It can't answer back. So we can get away with saying, oh, I meant to do it, but I didn't have the time. So try instead, I meant to do it, but it just wasn't enough of a priority. Less blame, more ownership of time. Tip number six, urgent and important. They are not the same thing. Urgent means there is an imminent time deadline. Important means there is a significant cost if you don't do it. If you tend to prioritise by urgent, then what if so-called important never becomes urgent? Tip number seven. The three laws of urgency. Following on from the previous point, if you prioritise by urgent, one, everything you do will be urgent. Two, some important will happen too late. And three, some important will never happen at all because it never becomes urgent. Tip number eight, delete urgent and ASAP. We know that urgent means there is an imminent time deadline. So if that's true, surely we can give the person that specific information. For example, can I please have this before 2pm this afternoon? Rather than, please let me have it, it's urgent. Not only is giving sensible information more courteous and less oppressive, it's also more likely to ensure compliance. If someone returns to their desk with six post-its, all asking for something urgently, it's a lottery as to which gets attended to first. If they all had the deadlines as information, the receiver is much more likely to do their best to meet them all in the order they can and they need. Tip number nine. Separate deadlines from durations. A deadline tells you when something has to be completed by, but it doesn't say anything about how long the task should take. So two people could hit the same deadline but the work quality would be different because of the time spent on completing the task. And generally speaking, quality improves with the time invested. So letting people know how long the task should take, the duration, might produce a better result than simply giving a deadline. Tip number 10. Use sensible email headers. The email header should reflect the content of the email for two reasons. Firstly, a busy person with lots of incoming emails might simply be able to scan the headers to decide which to open now and which to hold till later. And secondly, if the reader wants to find the email that, for example, had details of the Shawcross application grant, they can find it more easily if the header says Shawcross application grant. So that's it for this episode. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed the podcast, please share it or leave us a review. Remember, you can find full show notes on our website, plus a growing library of free resources which you can easily search by theme to find content that's relevant for you. We also offer workshops and coaching on a wide range of topics. Links to all of these resources are in the episode notes. Thank you.